What's going on, influencers? It's Andrea Patrick, and you are listening to PB in Style. It is the place to be to find clarity, consistency, and authenticity in the way you develop your brand. On today's episode, I am doing something brand spanking new. I'm so excited about it. I hope you will be too. Be sure to subscribe to PB in Style as well as download this podcast because you can listen to it and have it on your phone at all times and share it with those around you who are aspiring entrepreneurs or maybe they are small businesses, startups, or even scale-ups because I promise you the tips that I am going to share with you here on PB and Style will help you develop a clear, consistent, and authentic brand that resonates with your audience and increases engagement. On today's show, I am so excited. Like I said, I'm doing something new and I am calling it PB Perspective. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. I have been doing a ton of research uh, for a course that I'm creating. And during the research, I found this article and I thought it would be the perfect time to start the PB Perspectives because I think a lot of people struggle with the definition of personal branding and how it relates to branding and where it fits in the whole like smorgasbord of marketing tools. And um, I'm finding that in in speaking with people that it's so much easier to walk them through the reasons behind personal branding and authentic marketing. And I sort of came up with the idea that what I'm talking about is really an indirect marketing tool for you. A lot of people look at marketing as the thing that's going to help them increase their sales and the way they're going to attract their buyer. All of that is true. However, there are some foundational issues that if handled correctly, will make all of your marketing efforts so much easier. And it's it's so important, in my opinion, to really perfect these personal branding and authentic marketing tools because it, like I said, it just allows you to leave money on the table that you just never should pick up in the first place. It allows you to operate with um, like uh, authenticity and clarity when you're dealing with other people, collaborations, partnerships, things of that nature. And so here today with the new aspect of PB and style, we're talking about PB perspectives. And what we'll be doing for this segment or for these episodes is taking an area of of marketing or small business or scale up startup entrepreneurship, whichever one you want to use. And we're going to sort of dive deep into sort of the foundational areas that will help you do better business in whatever topic that we're talking about. So today I am pulling, I have, I was doing some research, like I said, for the course. And what I'm finding is that personal branding and authentic marketing may be a foreign concept for a lot of people, but the issues caused by not practicing personal branding or developing a personal brand and practicing authentic marketing, those are not foreign concepts. 
Those are things that people, startups, scale-ups, aspiring entrepreneurs alike are having to deal with. And those are those scary things. And they're scary because you've not developed a personal brand that will help you navigate the waters of entrepreneurship in an authentic way, in a customized way that's just for you, in a personalized way that attracts the right audience. And so today we're going to walk through this article that I found during my research. It was It's a New York Times article written by Jay Goltz. It was written a while ago and it's called You're the Boss, The Art of Running a Small Business, Top 10 Reasons Small Businesses Fail. So let's dive right into this thing. Um, let's go ahead and get started because it's, you know, I think it's going to be a really good podcast and I'm excited for you to hear. So in this article, Jay starts off by saying one of the least understood aspects of entrepreneurship is why small businesses fail. And there's a simple reason for the confusion. He says most of the evidence comes from the entrepreneurs themselves. What that's saying is exactly what I just said. Businesses are failing because people are not accepting the fact that the business, the what you're doing is personal and it is authentic to you. It's coming from you, your passion, your purpose. All of that is authentic to you. And when you find yourself comparing yourself to other people, um, trying to step into the same shoes as whoever is inspiring your business in the first place, um, you run into challenges because you're not that person and your business is not going to be like that other person's business. It's all yours and you've got to find your place in it so that you can walk in it confidently and with certainty. Okay, he goes on to talk about how he's had his own businesses and what he thinks is that often it's a simple matter of denial or not knowing what you don't know. All right, back to personal branding. Now, personal branding for me is not about like the conceited aspect or just like putting your face on something or um, having your name on something. That is not what I mean by personal branding. Personal branding is really tapping into your passions and your purpose and um, leveraging those things uh, on different platforms in a way that makes your customer base trust you and want to do business with you, not your logo, not your website, not your seven-step program, but you. They want to do business with you because they trust that you're doing um credible business, that you can solve their problem, that you understand their challenge, and that you've gone through or walked through the fire to solve the challenge for not just yourself, but for other people. And so there's credibility in that. But what people are struggling with as it pertains to personal branding and how I feel it relates to this article is a lack of self-knowledge. It's not necessarily about not knowing how to run a business. Yes, that happens, but you can read a book. You can You can go to school and learn how to do business and things of that nature. But it's a lack of self-knowledge that I think is where this is coming from. This simple matter of denial of not knowing what you don't know. The first thing you are not doing is really tapping into you. So 
self-knowledge is a huge gap, I believe, that relates to some of these reasons that small businesses fail. You don't know what you don't need. You don't know what you need. Um, And when you haven't tapped into your value and how that works within your business, then you're unable to set yourself up with what I call circumstances for optimal success. And I won't go into the whole story that I talk about all the time about the Gaylord. You can listen to other podcasts for that. But suffice it to say, it was because I knew myself well enough to know what I needed to do my absolute best job. And that came from self-knowledge, introspection that I did to get to that point. And so I understand he's probably not talking along those lines, but I think to some degree, not knowing what you don't know should start with not understanding yourself well enough to know where some of your hiccups are coming from and where some of your issues within working with other people or um, low self-esteem or whatever your triggers are, you haven't tapped into who you are, where all those things came from so that you can work them out and then begin to work with other people. So let's get into these top 10 reasons that he's listing here that small businesses fail and see how um, personal branding can play a role in it. And, you know, like I said, when we first got started, you know, um, you know, it's, it's a foreign concept, personal branding and authentic marketing, but the issues caused by not developing a personal brand and practicing authentic marketing are not foreign. And so I think a lot of the challenges that people are facing and their businesses are failing, it's an underlying, like an overall um, lack of foundational construction, which is what I'm calling personal branding. Um, a lot of these reasons for failure are because there was a lack of foundational planning development of your brand that came from you. Remember, Jay is saying um, that most of the evidence is coming from the uh, entrepreneur themselves and that often um, it's a simple matter of denial or of not knowing what you don't know. So we're going to start with the first thing you need to understand is yourself. But let's look at these these top 10 reasons that Jay's giving us here for why small businesses fail. And the first one he talks about is um, he says that the math just doesn't work. And so his explanation for that is that there's not enough demand for your product or your service at a price that that will produce a profit for your company. So what that says in terms of personal branding and the foundational aspect of it all is that you did not really tap into who your audience is, what they're going to need, and how you can solve that problem. It goes back to understanding why you got into this business in the first place. What was your passion and how does that passion fit into the purpose of serving this this target audience that you selected? And what will happen if you don't do that background work, that research, that really understanding where this passion is coming from? Um, what happens is you don't tap into the right market or you overprice, you overreach, or you try to compete with larger brands that are doing it differently, serving for a different purpose, passions are different, and you're trying to um, sort of do what they're doing instead of using the value that you're bringing to the table, your unique approach, your passion, your purpose, your perspective. 
um, you haven't tapped into that in a way that will help you to really um, devise a strategy, a plan, a brand, a business that could be sustainable so that your math actually does add up. Now, the next couple, I really feel um, all of these go into knowing yourself. These next couple here. Um, Number two, he talks about owners who cannot get out of their own way. Again, you got to know yourself. You got to understand what you like, what you don't like, and what your non-negotiables are. You got to understand what you need to be successful, what, what your triggers are that could cause you to stumble and not be successful. You need to understand how what your personality is like, because if you are a stubborn person and you are risk averse, um, that's something that you need to look at the reasons why. And maybe you can work through those challenges so that you get out of your own way and you can be successful in your business, knowing thyself. Number three, he talks about out-of-control growth. Now, this could be an amazing problem to have, but if you don't do your homework, if you don't know what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, if you don't know how to use those to navigate in your business with things like project management tools and, again, developing circumstances for optimal success, a rapid growth will throw you out of proportion and it could be a definite reason for a fail. And so here it's really important as you develop your personal brand to really look at what your strengths are and look at what you struggle, what areas you struggle in and then devise strategies and build a brand culture around capitalizing on your strengths and finding ways to work around your weaknesses um, so that they don't become hindrances within your business. For me, I'm a creative and I know that the details, the devil is in the details, but Andrea is not. And so it's a struggle for me to um, like dot every I and cross every T and do it consistently without help, consistently without help. So because I recognize that in myself, I am develop my personal brand development um, and brand culture is such that I use a project management tool to create templates for my projects so that as I am, for instance, if I'm creating a new project, I develop a template for that as I go along so that once my team gets a hand on it or if I'm onboarding someone that's going to handle it. I have a template for them to follow. I don't have to remember what I did six months ago. I won't leave anything out because I documented and created templates. If for whatever reason I'm out and about and I have an idea for something, or if I solve a challenge that I've been struggling with, I've got a project management tool that's there that has everything I've done towards this project in the past ready and waiting for me to you know, get that problem solved, to tackle it and, 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 and handle the situation without having to remember. I was having a conversation with someone today. She's not a client. I wish she were because she needs to be. Um, but just in casual conversation and she has a business. She's not working it very well. And one of the things she said to me was, you know, I talk to you and I get all these great ideas and I get so excited. 
and I feel like I can go leave your house and just really conquer whatever it is I'm trying to do. And then I get home, life gets in the way and I forget and then I fizzle out and I, and I just feel like I can't do it again. And so she's having these highs when she's with me and then she's having these substantial lows when she gets away from me. And so I showed her my project management tool today and I showed her how to use it so that she doesn't have to have those lows and she doesn't have to remember what she was thinking at my house when we spoke or when she spoke with someone else. She can jot it down in the moment when she's thinking about it in her project management tool. And then when she's ready to work on that, to to look at it, to research it, to do whatever she needs to do so that she can continue the momentum of the thought, she has it ready for her in her project management tool. And so it's important to understand your strengths and and, and your weaknesses and then use those or figure out how to navigate those strengths and weaknesses within your business so that you don't have um, the out of control growth that you didn't plan for. You don't have the consistency and you don't have those fears for that. Um, Again, the next one he has is poor accounting. And that goes back again to knowing your strengths and what you do well, what you don't do well and where you need to sort of delegate tasks or where you need to do a lot of research and studying, maybe go back to school, maybe do some self-teaching, whatever you need to do so that um, you've thought these things through and you've devised a plan for them, whether it's you're actually handling it or you have someone else handle it. I have a nonprofit. Um, Finances are not my favorite thing either. Again, the devils are in the details. Money, you definitely got to be detailed. And so I have someone, the treasurer of my nonprofit is who handles all of our money stuff. And I know that, you know, I asked him, give me a plan. Tell me how you want me to keep records on a monthly basis and reconcile so that when it's time to do our 990s, you have everything you need to go ahead and get that done. And so I know myself well enough to know that I can't be left to my own devices to get him the information. He's going to have to tell me the system he'd like for me to use to ensure we get him the proper information he needs to do what he needs to do to make sure that our our nonprofit money is where it should be and what it needs to be doing. So it all, again, goes back to knowing yourself. I told you these next few are kind of about knowing yourself and your strengths and your weaknesses. And that's all personal branding, guys. Again, personal branding is not just your name. It's not a picture of yourself. It's not putting your face on everything. It's really having a foundational structure to your brand that is personal, authentic to you so that you can do business as yourself. Be the brand, you know, my YouTube channel. (laughs) Ha ha. It's a little bit of a... um, a little bit of a a commercial for the YouTube channel there. So if you haven't checked that out, I'll put a link to that as well. The number five reason that he's giving that small businesses fail is a lack of a cash cushion. Now, this can go back to like knowing yourself, um, but it's really about loving yourself enough to be yourself, which if you've ever listened to any of my YouTube channel videos, that's kind of the tag over there because we're talking about Living your value, which is understanding yourself and going through the motion, going through what you need to go through to understand yourself and the value that you're bringing to the table. But then once you do that, you have confidence to really walk in who you are and your authenticity and the way you want to do business. And I think here, um, lack of a cash cushion is saying that you really didn't do that work and really definitively work out what you needed to do your business in the first place. And guess what, guys? It's okay if you were in a place 
right now with your business that you find that the cash might be running out, you can slow things down. There's no harm in it. There's no race. Um, you know, you can slow things down. If you have to go get a job, go get a job. But again, knowing yourself and loving yourself enough to be comfortable in the fact that, yeah, I have to slow this train down. I can't go at the speed I'm going. I'm going to have to let some things go. That's confidence that you can find in yourself when you tap into your value in the first part of developing a brand, which is understanding your value. Again, it goes back to being able to leave that money on the table. If it's not the right money, you can leave it on the table because you're confident um, in who you are and the value you're bringing to the table. And so I think that developing a personal brand is definitely helpful here with like this whole lack of a, a cash cushion. If you find you're running low, know yourself enough to know, okay, I'm, I can't operate if I get below a certain threshold in my bank account the way I want to. So I need to pull back. I need to um, let some things go. Some of the things that I'm doing now, some of the things I'm paying for are not yielding any fruit for me. I need to back up off of those. I need to let some people go. There is no shame in slowing things down a bit. There is no shame in telling people, hey, we're going to take a break and you go get a full, you know, go get a part time job to fund whatever it is you need to fund. So, again, I think it does really go back to knowing yourself. All right. Number six, he talks about operational mediocrity. Okay, so this is about um, I talk about brand heritage, brand messaging, brand culture, all these different things are sort of terms that I use as I'm coaching people and talking to people, and it, they'll definitely be in the course that I'm building. But the brand culture that you create for your business, if it's just you, if you're a one-person show in your business, you are still developing a culture because ultimately you are going to onboard people. And so it's important for you to get things right when it's just you. Develop a solid foundation for your business. And here, when it comes to operational mediocrity, again, you don't want to bring people on who have the attitude that, oh, what I'm doing is good enough. I know it's not the best, but I'm, it's good enough. No, you want to definitely not hinder the process because you want perfection. But at the same time, if you know that you are a level eight on a scale of one to 10 doing a certain task, then yes, that task is for you. You can do that task and you can make it work. You can excel in that task. But if you find you are a level five or a four on a scale of one to 10, 10 being your excellent in this area, that is a time for you to evaluate. Do you need to delegate this task? to someone who was a level eight or higher. If you are not in a place to delegate for a paid, delegate a paid person, um, delegate to a paid person, then look at someone around you in your networking circle that maybe you can barter with. Um, and bartering is not a bad word in entrepreneur's business. It just has to be mutually beneficial. So you can't go and ask someone to do something for you and you're, whatever you're giving in return is not of the same equal or, or higher value. You can't do that. But if you find you are a level, a lower level in a, doing a task and you know someone in your networking group, in your circle of influence that has a higher degree of, of accuracy 
in doing a certain task, there is no harm in saying, hey, listen, this is the challenge I'm having. This is my budget. Can you help me? Can you fit your services within my budget? If not, is there a way we can collaborate or partner up so that we develop a mutually beneficial relationship where I can help you in an area of equal or more value so that we can sort of swap services? Okay, Um, you can get some help that way. If that doesn't work out, then maybe it's an issue where you need to do a little research, go back to school, get better at it. Again, it's an opportunity for you to slow things down if you have to until you can do it. I'll have to say in my business, a lot of the things that I know how to do, I taught myself because I just didn't have the budget to, it's not that I didn't want to pay a bunch of people. I just didn't have that budget. And so if that's the case for you, Accept the fact that you need to lower your expectations in terms of your time frame, in terms of your your time scale that you have for yourself. You may have to slow things back a bit so that you can teach yourself things and get really good at it. You may have to do some of these things for free for other people to test your knowledge and get better at it. Um, But again, you can do that in a mutually beneficial relationship where there is a barter situation going on. Someone might need a video and you're teaching yourself how to create video or audio, Um, swap services with them and manage expectations. And then that way you're able to perfect a craft, get better at it so that you can use it in your business if you're unable to pay someone. But at the same time, you are um, getting some sort of a service from them as well, even if it's even if it's testimonials from that person to help you increase the credibility of your brand moving forward. That is still mutually beneficial. All right, let's move on to number seven um, on Jay's list, and that is operational inefficiencies. And this is like you pay too much for rent or labor or materials. You just don't know what's going on. And this could be for a couple of reasons. One, because you're not keeping up with your project management tool to know what you paid in the past, what the going rate for things are. You've not done your homework. So that's part of the problem. But if you know going in, again, we go all the way back to your value, knowing where that, what that is and where it came from. And you know that you are not a dot I's, cross T's type person. Um, this might not be, this might be an issue for you being efficient in your business and in the operations of your business. But you know that, you knew that going in. So you knew when you blew up and things got, you know, really big in your business and you were hiring people and you had all types of vendors and you were managing all these different things, you knew going in from the introspection you did to discover your value walk in it, become confident in it, you knew this was an area where you were not the best. So if you had done that homework early, you developed the personal brand early and really walked in it and perfected it and been confident in it, when you came to a point in your business where rent was necessary, hiring people was necessary, purchasing materials were necessary on a larger scale, you would have already known to hire someone get some help in this area. You wouldn't be high and dry um, at the top of your game, making all this money and you're losing it hand over fist because you don't know how to manage your business. You would have accounted for that. All right. Number eight 
dysfunctional management, again, lack of focus, planning, standards of everything else. I'm telling you, this all goes back to knowing thyself, personal branding, developing a really good brand foundation, developing tools, putting tools in place to help you stay consistent, stay accurate, um, stay authentic in the way you're doing business. Um, that really speaks to these points. And it's just really a, a, a beacon to and a, and a testament to the fact that developing a personal brand is the reason partly why people are failing in their businesses. You know, I'll go back to it again. Jay said it. He said that one of the least understood aspects of entrepreneurship is why small businesses fail. And the simple confusion comes from the fact that most of the evidence is the entrepreneurs themselves. They've not done their due diligence. It's not outside circumstances. It's not things happening to you in a lot of instances. It's you've not done the homework at home by yourself, sitting down, really going through who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what your non-negotiables are, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, where you need to delegate, what you can do for yourself. Maybe you need to research. Maybe you need to go back to school. Maybe you need to slow down. It's, that's where some of these failures are coming from. And the fact that you are not tapping into or developing a personal brand and practicing authentic marketing is the reason why you're having these issues in the first place. It's the reason why you are possibly failing at your business because you're looking at this topic as something that is not making you money. It's not like that sweet spot. It's not that it's not that ooey gooey wonderful feeling you get from cashing a check. But guess what? Sometimes if you don't do the initial work, if you don't build your house on a solid foundation, it is destined to fall people. And I am here to tell you Personal branding and authentic marketing is the foundation to the house you're building with your business. It just is. Everything that you are doing for your business should start with a solid foundation of who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what your non-negotiables are, because that goes into how you do business, how you work with other people. It also plays into your strengths and your weaknesses because your strengths are going to help you do amazing things in your business and recognizing your weaknesses is going to show you opportunities you have to delegate and find people who can help you do better business so that you don't fail. Okay. All right. Number nine is a lack of, of a, of a succession plan. And this is, you've got, you're not planning for the future. When you decide to get out, maybe you're growing a business and it's a family business and you haven't planned for what's going to happen when you decide to get out of the business. These are all things that you think through in the foundation of your business. And if you don't think through how you're going to exit, I always say, start with the end in mind. But when you start your business, you may not be thinking about like, how am I going to exit this business? That may not be on your mind. How am I going to sell it? But what may be on your mind is you're developing a business that you want your children to take over one day. And you might be grooming your kids or if this, if number nine is the case, the lack of a succession plan, maybe you're not grooming your plan. Maybe you're not grooming your kids. But again, and knowing yourself, you know, and and what it is that your plan is, you can devise a plan to hone in on your kids' skills and start thinking about where they could fit in. Um, my children go to a school here 
that has done an amazing job. Well, I've got two that graduated, but they went through a school district that just did an amazing job honing the skills of the kids at an early age. And I can say around third grade, they started these clubs that were really, um, they tapped into various industries in, a, in, a, in, a, in an age-appropriate way. So for instance, I have a daughter who loves to cook and she loves animals. And so they had like a little cooking after school class. They might make cookies and bring them. Or they had like a little pet, a pet uh, group where every so often people could bring their, their pets to school. And it was a little club and they would hang out with each other and play and all that kind of stuff. But from third grade, I can remember, on to graduation, these clubs or a variation of the clubs or classes, counselors, would really try to play to the strengths of the students and the interests of the students. And it helped them when it came time to graduate from high school to think about next steps and where they wanted to go. And I think the same thing holds true here in number nine with this lack of succession plan. It takes vision. And when you start a business and you know if you've done the work on yourself and developed a brand, a personal brand, you know sort of what the end game is for you. You know, I want to I want to be financially um, independent. Well, if you're financially independent and you're raising children, guess what? They're going to see that. What are you going to do with that? Are you going to hone their skills and sort of start grooming them to take over the business or at least give them an opportunity to hone in the skills that they have with the interests that they have? And maybe those interests will fit into your business in some way. Um, But it's about tapping into what it is they like and helping them to like hone that craft. And um, so that I think, again, it all goes back to sort of having an end in mind and knowing what your value is and how that value is going to um, uh, be uh, in the car with your purpose, if you will, um, that drives your passion. So the last thing that he talks about is the declining market. And though you cannot help a declining market, you know, you can't determine, you know, the target audience. Sometimes they just sort of lose focus in whatever it is in that industry that you were building. But I do believe that my husband is a great example of this. He doesn't have a business, but he has a career. He's been in the computer science business, um, tech digital, I mean, uh, tech industry for our, our entire relationship. He went to college for uh, computer science. But he's a perfect example of this because he has been able to look forward, look to the future for what the next best thing is in his industry, what's coming up. Um, he keeps his ears to the ground to to listen out for like a pivot in his industry. And he's always been able to get into the right lane um, and sort of ride the wave over to the next big thing and capitalize on that. But, but it's because of who he is and what he feels he needs to be successful. Again, it really goes back to who you are. And so even though a market might decline, That shouldn't be a reason why your small business fails, because if you're doing your homework, you're keeping your ears to the ground, you're tapping into your strengths, you're minimizing your weaknesses by delegating tasks to people who can do those things. You know what your likes are, your dislikes are, and your non-negotiables, and you are using your personal brand as an indirect marketing tool that sort of helps you develop your strategies for your business. 
Um, a declining market shouldn't be the end of your business. It should just be the end of whatever that market is in your business and you pivot to a new direction in your business and you just stay afloat. That's sort of what that looks like as far as personal branding is concerned. So Jay Goltz, I think you did an amazing job on this article. I think you had some really good points. And for you listening to PB and Style today, I want to hear from you about what your thoughts are on the PB perspective. If you liked it, if you want to hear more, I sort of enjoyed it because, again, in developing this course and talking to people and getting feedback, you know, personal branding and authentic marketing is a foreign concept. It's a different and very abstract um, division of the marketing umbrella. Um, but I think a lot of the issues and challenges that you guys are facing in your business are caused because you are not developing a personal brand um, that is authentic and you're not using that personal brand to develop the right marketing strategies for your business that really connect with the right people in the right way to increase your engagement and sales. So again, if you like this podcast, I want to hear from you. If you liked PB Perspectives, I want to hear your thoughts. And I want to know that I want to know from you any other topics that you would like for us to talk about here in PB Perspectives. Not quite sure how often I'm going to do them. Maybe once a month we'll do a PB Perspective here on PB and, PB and Style. Tell me a little bit about what you think. Anyway, until next time, thank you again for joining me here on PB and Style, the podcast where you find clarity, consistency, and authenticity in the way you develop your brand. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our websites where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult. Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.